0: This is an area code podcast.
1: I got in a bike wreck. I uh, didn't see a post directly in front of me until the last second. I hit the brakes and then I flew over my handlebars. Like, because <laughs> That's not of good. Physics.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I landed just like solidly on my chest.
0: Ow. Oh,
1: my hand was blocking my chest. Like My two hands like caught me. But it, they, but it was also clearly on my ribs and stuff because, like, they hurt so bad.
0: That sounds so painful. It's not so yeah.
1: fun. It was a bummer. Hi, I'm Richard Clark.
0: And I'm Bethany Perkins.
1: We can't stop talking about the Enneagram.
0: So we decided to start a podcast where we get it all out of our system.
1: We're not experts.
0: We're just obsessed.
1: It's No Chill Enneagram.
0: A safe space
1: for Enneagram fanatics. And a really dumb idea for a podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Richard Clark.
0: I'm Bethany Perkins.
1: Oh, Is that and what we are No Chill idiot. We're supposed to just like chant at the same time We're, we are No Chill Enneagram.
0: Oh, okay. Well, it would have been nice to know that, but that's okay.
1: Next time we'll talk. Um, okay. Okay. Bethany, how's it going? Are you on? Uh, are you going towards growth or towards stress?
0: I'm going to say towards growth.
1: It feels like maybe you're going towards stress. <laughs> 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 why would, why would you say that? Because we just you agonize for yes, like 30 minutes straight over it's not okay. being able to open iTunes. Like
0: 11 minutes straight, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just, I'm going, I'm in stress currently, but uh-huh. overall I'm going towards growth.
1: Okay. Well, I think I'm s- sort of in growth, um, but... Uh, as a four, I've been very helpful lately and that means maybe I'm actually in stress and don't realize it. I also have another four on our show as our guest. We both do actually. Her name is Aaliyah. Aaliyah Joy, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Are you growth or stress right now? Uh, I think,
2: I think probably growth. It's been amusing to listen to you guys. I feel good.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, Aaliyah has so just glad. been um, bemused by our like <laughs> falling over ourselves trying to start a podcast yeah recording. it was
0: my fault it's fine
1: <clears throat> um, well th- we're glad to have you you've written a book that is coming out soon called glorious weakness discovering God in all we lack yes and I don't know tell us like the elevator pitch on that
2: um, it's sort of memoir driven and uh-huh. it is, um, an exploration of what it means to be poor in spirit. Um, awesome. so it's, yeah, it's just looking at all of the areas that God meets us in the areas that we're lacking, which is a very four. It's like basically yeah. the most four book ever. Totally. For <laughs> It totally is. Well,
1: um, before we get into it, I wanted to make sure we type reviews. This is something we've promised people we'll do, mm-hmm. and we may one day regret it. Right now, <laughs> we are getting close to regretting it because we have 39 <laughs> reviews to type. Though we've yeah. already typed five of them, so we're yeah. like halfway there.
0: Huge head start. Yeah. yeah.
2: Math is um,
1: super hard. <laughs> But we wanted to start with one that we actually got today. Other than that, we'll go chronologically. But we got an amazing one today that yes, we, did. we have to talk about. This is from Kenosis. 5213. Mm-hmm. Um And uh, Bethany, you're going to read the reviews today. So why don't you just like, I don't know, summarize it. It's pretty long. Should we read the whole thing?
0: <laughs> How do I summarize
1: it? I don't know. <laughs> Should we read the whole thing? What do we do?
0: We, I don't know. I don't know that we need to read the whole thing. But basically, this person gave us uh, nine reasons why this is a hilarious oh no why people need this podcast yeah and they're type-based reasons which is amazing and uh they said and this, this is amazing
1: because i didn't get this until like the third time i read it because <laughs> i read positive reviews several times in a row yeah we all do. and the third time i read it's like wait everyone corresponds to the number
0: yes super awesome just very complimentary. It may or may not have brought a little tear to my eye this morning. Yeah. Uh,
1: number two awesome. is number two is particularly good. It says, yes, you will be is. encouraged to help others find their number and unlock deep and meaningful truth in their lives. However, however, you will cringe every time they say it's a dumb idea for a podcast because you know it's not. It's a smart <laughs> idea for a podcast and you just need them to reali- recognize the greatness in themselves so they can believe in themselves and change the world.
0: Yep. I'm sorry.
1: Also. I need
0: a minute.
1: Also, I'm going to read six just as a warning to Aaliyah. <laughs> you oh. will start to love Rich and Bethany and feel <laughs> as if they are people you can trust when it comes to all things Enneagram. If any particular guest contradicts one of the hosts, you might get salty with them in your mind.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a good warning. <laughs> oh,
2: my gosh. This is
1: yeah. so funny. Uh, what do we think? Uh... I kind of feel like my argument is this is a nine review because it's merging with every number.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it, well, it just has the perspective of every number, like, um, but also the title is Overflowing Enthusiasm that I hope, dot, 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 I can't read the rest, so I don't know that
1: Overflowing Enthusiasm describes nines, though. Um, maybe the, who knows what comes after hope. That, I hope, <laughs> that I, I hope it goes away <laughs>
0: because it's interrupting my inner peace. Exactly.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we wanna we wanna move fast here, so I'm gonna read. Well, you read. Read uh read the one from. Let's go back to where we left off.
0: July 23rd. Yeah. Some chill enneagram. I have some chill about the enneagram, but the show is enough goofy fun to keep me listening anyway. And that's from, A K, Baringer. I don't Ber- know. Behringer, Behringer? I know that person. Oh, yeah. okay.
1: Cool. Yeah, you- they're chill about the Enneagram. That feels like a it's
0: like a five, like not too into it, but like kind of into it. Or a
2: nine, maybe.
0: A nine, yeah. Is everybody a
2: nine? <laughs> Everyone's a nine. Everyone that reviews it is a nine. Yeah, if anyone
1: <laughs> if anyone is chill, they're just a You're nine. They're just keeping the everyone. Piece- <laughs> they manage, if everyone manages to review our podcast, they're a favorite person and therefore a nine. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how the, it works. We the rank The number them. one that makes sense.
0: best number on the Enneagram. Yep. I'd agree. Right. Uh, What's okay. next, Bethany? Next one is fun and unchilled from Middle Casey. I know who that is. Uh, super fun podcast by people who are obsessed with the Enneagram, but who don't take themselves too seriously. A great combo. I know the type of this person. This what is, is it? This is Casey Haas, and she's a five. Five. Okay. So I we don't it. have to type her, but we do have to say that she's awesome, and she's my friend. And ca- shout out to Casey.
1: Nice. Hey, I forgot to mention with the the one the list of reasons one. That uh-huh. could also be a five, because they make exhaustive lists.
0: Oh, true. Yeah, good point. All right. We're doing a great job of typing that person. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they're, yeah. they're definitely <laughs> a nine or a five.
0: Uh-huh. Definitely. What's next? Okay, super, super fun podcast about M dot 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 uh, from J.A. Dugan this podcast happened at the perfect time for me. Uh, I started getting really into the Enneagram. Now I'm obsessed. The hosts are fun and funny and personable. Seem like people you'd want to hang out with. Uh, then there's a g- complaint. I don't want to read that. So They want uh, more episodes. They want more episodes. Yeah.
1: On um, um, why a fours are the worst. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. <Does> so she- <laughs> would a four say that though? Yes. I feel like a four would. Yeah. Oh, Ours but then it like, says,
1: but really the aren't. Oh, yeah, but really aren't when you consider Vincent, Vincent Van Gogh or something. Okay. So that's a four, definitely.
0: Okay. <laughs> Nailed it. All right.
1: One more. Let's do one more.
0: One more. This one is called um, arm flexing emoji, face wearing sunglasses emoji, thumbs up <laughs> emoji. <laughs> From Sean interesting. And it says, I mean, what else can I say? If I could give this two stars, I would. If this was a scale of one to two stars. Seven. Yeah, so, seven. <laughs> give me the emojis. But that's a five-star scale. So all the way, baby. For lovers of the Enneagram, hearty chuckles, and overall good times. Does not promote illegal drug use in seven. any way. So far... <laughs>
1: drugs on their mind
0: <laughs> Yep, this is lots a seven. of jokes
1: yeah that's a for sure love it all right well you guys if we reviewed if we typed your review tell us if you're if we're right in yeah. another review from someone else's <laughs> account uh, yes and then we'll type that review as well
0: <laughs> it's never
1: ending definitely all right yeah. well uh let's get into it Aaliyah we right. want to know this is the whole reason we have you on is because we know it's gotten bad. Your obsession with the enneagram has gotten bad, like too bad. <laughs> like you're too obsessed. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. So tell us about that. How bad it I can admit that. <laughs> yeah.
2: I hope any anyone
1: Same. into the enneagram can admit it. We're gonna get some fun people to admit it eventually, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: we'll start with Aaliyah, who's also a fun person. <laughs> I feel I should ad- clarify. Actually,
2: like like <laughs> Especially with all of the four bashing. I feel like there has to be some of that. Oh, Um, yeah. uh, Yeah,
0: fours. Yeah,
2: you know, you need to start classifying everybody. And I know Mm -hmm. we're not supposed to type people, but come on, we all type people, right? That's what we do here. Yeah, so I've already worked through, like, everybody in my family. And then I type my dog. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm typing all the people on Twitter. What's your dog? My dog's a 6 wing seven.
1: Nice. (laughs) It has a wing. For sure.
2: (laughs) For sure has a wing. And Is he's a small he's dog moving towards stress right now because he's Uh-oh. he's in his he's in his kennel. So he doesn't bother me and bark. Mm. But um, yeah, he has he's a, actually he's the Border Collie Australian Shepherd mix. Okay. So he's super smart, but like also like really anxiety written. Aww. Yeah, like he just he has random like he's afraid of onions. And <laughs> like if I'm peeling an onion in the kitchen, he like freaks out, stuff like that. It's just random. Wow. But then he has that fun seven wing too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Definitely six wing seven. That's awesome.
1: I wonder what a six wing five would even be like. For a dog? For a dog. <laughs> For a dog.
0: <laughs> a dog that likes to um, sniff a lot. Yeah. Sniff like and, investigate and, and like yeah,
1: follow trails. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. I could see yeah. that. Dogs, they're like people too.
0: Totally. Yes, they are. They have motivations.
1: Definitely. Well, um. Aaliyah are fours really that bad this is one of the big things I've been looking forward to about having a four because I'm a four and it feels like we just had three episodes in a row where fours got a bunch of crap that's not true a little bit true there
0: was there was mainly the one episode where fours got a bunch of crap well that was to me that was
1: easiest on fours I feel like First of all, in the first episode, <laughs> fours got put smack in the middle. Which of the, is the oh, worst yeah. thing that okay. could That's ever happen so to a four. so
2: brilliant and It's
0: beautiful. ridiculous
2: and wrong. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, how dare you?
0: Yeah.
2: Because we should and be then, either, like, adored or, or like, hated. hated. You know, we yeah. have to make, like, some sort of visceral impression on people. If we're just, like, meh, yeah. in the right in the middle, it just felt yeah. like that was just vindictive.
1: There's also <laughs> just the fact that Russell Moore keeps coming up and people are like oh, yeah. for some reason disappointed oh, that he's yeah. a four. That's so true. <laughs> like he's too good. He's too good
0: for us, is that no, but I like, like Russell Moore. How is he a four? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know.
1: That's, exactly. That's the line. Oh That's man.
0: It. Oh man. I'm sorry.
1: Aaliyah, do you I'm feel this from us. people in your life?
2: Uh yeah, I think, you know, I think they humor me. I think fours, like the people that love them kind of humor them because there is, there is sort of that, like, (laughs) you know, intensity and, and drama and moods and like all the stuff that goes with it. And so like, I'll hear people talking about fours and I'm like, that's horrible and wrong. And we are special (laughs) and amazing. You wouldn't even have like all the art and all the beauty. But then I'm also like, oh gosh, we're insufferable. Like we're also the worst. And sometimes I'll. I mean I have a lot of friends that are fours that are writers and artists and I adore them and then I'm also like, gosh, where would they am I that annoying? <laughs> and the answer is probably yes, but um but yeah, I mean I think there's a lot of great things about fours and you know but how I also react? understand Sorry, Oh no, I just I understand like from the outside looking in on a four how how that could look. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. How do you react when someone tells you to stop being so emotional?
2: Um, I think they know better than to say that to me now.
1: I um, I, I had that. Have I think you're right. I think people who know fours well, yeah, even if they don't know the enneagram, right? They kind of know that person well enough to not say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have had someone say that to me, like in the last five years, like once, and it. Mm it was noteworthy enough to, for me to still remember it. Oh yeah. (laughs) yes. Like, was it someone close to you? Uh, it was someone I was working with. Yeah. Okay. And it was like, that would hurt me
0: deeply, too, if someone it, it, said that to me.
1: It was really hard. It was the worst part about it. And, Ali, I don't know if you can relate to this. Because this is a little more common. But, like, there's that thing where you're trying. You think you're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, you think you're restraining yourself pretty well. And you find out that <laughs> other people don't see it the same way. <laughs> but yeah. I was really trying to be logical. Like, right. really. <laughs> trying to be like Spock. I felt like Spock <laughs> on Star Trek. And they are like... Would you calm down? A little? Oh no! I feel like your feelings are taking over here, and I oh, was like, no. "I think mean, I started yelling at that point." Yeah.
0: Oh wow. All, you want to see feelings take over? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you I'll show you
0: feelings.
2: <laughs> uh, um, that's funny.
0: You know, I, I relate to that too, though. Yeah, I'm an extremely emotional person.
2: I think. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I feel like feelings get a bad rap a lot of times. Like, I think we're mm. so prone to be like logical is best and, you know, unemotional is best and we make the best choices in that. But I I don't know. I feel like there's something to be said about redeeming people that are emotional or um, I don't know. Like I, it can be extreme. Yeah. I think, you know, maybe some of the stuff that I'll read towards like fours is always like you feel too much and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. And I think that, you know, we can get for sure carried away from, you know, with them and there can be a healthy balance. But I also think like there's a lot to be said about people that are in touch with their emotions and do you have that vulnerability? And yeah. I used to think like, Oh, my tenderness is such a liability in this world because I just feel everything really, really strongly. And I've realized mm-hmm. like over time, there's a lot of people that feel things really deeply. I think we've been conditioned a lot of times not to show that part of ourselves, mm-hmm. um, especially because it, it translates as weakness in our culture, you know? Yeah. And, um, but I think sometimes you see those people that, that do, they go they go first and they are, you know, maybe lead with their emotions a little bit. But I think it gives permission sometimes for other people to tap into that emotional side of themselves that they right. maybe hide or won't, you know, won't discuss with people because... Or want
0: to avoid.
2: <clears throat> right. because Because you get people that are like, oh, we discount your emotions. You're being too emotional. We need to look at it from this way. And I think emotions bring a valuable, just a valuable way of looking at things to the To the church, to the to workplaces, to the family. I mean, it's not all negative, you know. That's yeah, totally. Totally. And it
1: all comes down to how they're being used, right? Right. Because there are two things that fours are very good at doing with their emotions. One is like one is like um, giving other people permission to have those emotions, which you just talked about, which is great. The other is manipulating people. Totally, (laughs) yeah. Is kind of is in. I don't know if you do this, but I do that unconsciously. Like, yeah. Um, I don't realize I'm doing it until it's worked. <laughs> and I Jeez. feel this I inherent... am the puppet master. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't feel that. I feel shame immediately, right? Like, right. the minute the minute it's worked, I'm oh, like, ugh, man. I feel a little gross about this. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing where fours get a bad rap because they maybe should. Because, like, you realize... Like, there's that thing where, you know, you're having an argument with someone and then they start crying. And right. you're like what we're supposed to continue having a lot of (laughs) right
2: right totally
1: um and I feel like I've done a version of that you (laughs) you start crying in Uh, the context of my marriage for sure
0: yeah I do think that that's like that is so much of the beauty that fours bring to the world is a lot of other types like want to avoid certain emotions like whether you just don't want to like you want to detach from emotions or you only want to focus on positive emotions or um, you you need to be overly optimistic because you feel like that's what other people need but fours like teach us to acknowledge and deal with the things that we maybe want to avoid like the dark things that yeah. we actually need to sit with and deal with
2: right
1: yeah and I would I will say like this is a, something I've realized is my superpower is like I am somehow able, not somehow. I mean, I know how I'm able to do it. (laughs) Like I bring up my dad's death or my first marriage and divorce. Right. Like Mm -hmm. within the first 15 minutes of meeting people. And Mm -hmm. I almost never regret it. Yeah. And I have yet to find the answer to the question of why not. Right. Mm -hmm. Like right now is really hard for me. Uh, Aaliyah, maybe you can relate to this. Like my son is three years old and we haven't like explained everything to him. Right. So there's that feeling of like wait, what what if he just overhears me say my first wife? Yeah, right. Mm. And suddenly wants to know what that is yeah. like um, and then has all of the natural questions that come after that. So we're trying to figure out how to like yeah. address that right. ASAP because we know <laughs> I'm continually blurring it out. So uh, yeah, right. We need to figure that out. But uh, I mean, he literally listens to this podcast with me. So <laughs> does he? Uh, this will be the
2: icebreaker right here. That's <laughs> right? amazing. Like, Wait, yeah. what is this?
1: Yeah, exactly. Is that are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> no, my um, other three-year-old son. Exactly. But yeah. yeah, it's like it's like a really cool thing to see. I was hosting a small group uh, and I started sharing about that. And then people started going around sharing like really intimate stuff. And my feeling is like you open – you sort of break the ice in that way. Right, and it, um, yeah. Yeah, magic Yeah, happens. I think that
2: too. I mean I think it's interesting for a four that has such a strong like – I mean for me, there's such a strong sort of shame center there of like – Mm. Everything that's lacking, everything that's deficient, every way I don't belong, like that's all present in my identity and things that I'm dealing with. But then there's also this comfort in that too. Like, you know, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and I started mm. writing about it online. I mean, I i probably have thousands of emails over the years because a lot of people are dealing with similar things but can't talk about them because of their work or they can't talk about them because yes. of their family or they can't talk about them because of their church or and so I have these like intimate confessions from people about the things that they're dealing with and stuff, and they feel extremely um, open and vulnerable to share those things mm-hmm. because I've because I'm pretty honest about. It. I mean, the, the same with my, my kids are older, but my kids, you know, they know all about mental illness and they know about suicidal ideation, and they. I mean, we've talked about all of the things, right. and you know, people are like, "How do you talk to your children about this and that?" And I, I think. I think I talk that way with everybody. There's sort of this openness about like, these are the dark things in life and we can discuss them and we can process them. And we can be like, that's, that's part of the beauty. I think of fours is that we are okay with that connection. We're okay with that. Like, you know, talking about all the hard stuff. And I do think that it that's, you know, that honesty is an invitation to people. I've, I found that, you know, so many people that I would have zero idea were struggling with anything. I mean, they look put together and they're, you know will come and pull me aside and say, "Hey, I read your post about anxiety, and like I totally know how that feels, or you know, just yeah, I think that that there's a gift in that, so,
1: yeah, I've had that experience so many times, and I feel like it's a moment where you're like, this is what I'm for,
2: right, totally, you know, yeah, and then it feels redemptive, like I you know I think because my tendency is kind of towards despair and
1: like mm-hmm. darkness,
2: and so. Because I know that that's present I have a strong tendency towards depression, you know, both because I have bipolar disorder, but also, you know, just as a four, like there are times when I'm like, wait, is this bipolar or is this Enneagram four? Like it's that, (laughs) you know, I'm like there's because there's such Mm -hmm. highs and lows and moods and you know, there was a time when I was like, I think I'm just Enneagram four. And I went off my meds and then my psychiatrist was like, no, like you're not just Enneagram four, you're bipolar. You need to be on an antipsychotic. And I was like, Oh, okay. I get, you know, I get it now. Um, Uh, it's a little more intense, but I do think that like in that process of, of looking at that sort of the highs and the lows that we go through and the things like, um, that there, that there's just value. There's like value in being able to say, the despair that we feel or the sadness that we feel or the darkness that comes, you know, close to us. Like we're not alone in that. And I think especially for like my faith, I needed a God that could sit with me in the dark. I needed to know that Mm -hmm. there was a God that could meet me when I feel like I don't want to live anymore. I needed a God that could, you know, and so in that process of reckoning with like, what does that look like to have faith to even have joy, to have hope and also like struggle with despair, um, how do I keep fluent? And you know, I talk a lot of in my book about like how do we keep fluent in this language of hope, right? How do we right. have that in this in this world where everything we're hearing and everything that is is you know can be very different? And I think the four strength is that they can sit with that darkness and with that sadness, and they can still seek beauty. And I, I think fours do that really, really well. Yes. And so that's the redemptive part of
1: it. <laughs>
0: yay fours are amazing (laughs) don't hate us yeah
1: that made me feel really good
2: yeah Yeah. there's good stuff too there's good stuff
1: well let's do our next segment (laughs) i have no good transition other than our next segment is called which childhood wound are we most likely to give our kids
2: Uh. um a real, like, change
1: of pace, I think, from the depressing stuff we've been talking about.
2: So just how are we going to inflict damage on the next generation? Yeah. This is a
1: funny one because when you, we were talking to you about, like, what are you passionate about? And one of the things you said was you're, like, you're, you're a parent. Yeah. Um, and I thought we have to talk about parenting in the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, how do we make this funny? <laughs> Just childhood wounds and ironically yeah. like the thing that my wife and I joke about and this is a little bit inappropriate but also just reality we often joke about just out of a dark humor mm-hmm. which child like what is the childhood womb we are we are giving Atticus right yeah totally. <laughs> when we're feeling really dark we'll frame it like which anagram number do we want him to be, and what wound does that mean? <laughs> oh we my to, gosh! Now we would never do that. <laughs> That's terrible. We would not do that. But, I've
0: you know, had hilarious. I've had similar conversations with just one of my friends who has a baby, um, and how what messages does she need to explicitly give her child so that they don't turn out x number that she doesn't want them to yeah, and yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. yeah. So and it, i
1: think obviously you don't want to <laughs> we, we be really clear you should never do that yeah. sort of like no. um uh, manipulated enneagram happening your know, threes I think are writing thing.
2: down like the next like book book proposal idea like how to yes. make your child the enneagram number you want
1: right
0: it's
2: horrible. Instant bestseller. You <laughs> don't endorse.
1: If you want your yeah. child to be a three, you have to only reward their ch- them for what they did and how they yep. how well they did it. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that's a risk for me. Anyone else? <laughs> no,
2: not at all. Okay.
1: Um, I'm just going to go down the list and we can talk about all right. this. Uh, let's start back at type. Well, no, we'll go down. Type fours. These children felt <laughs> ad- abandoned by one of th- one or both caretakers, <laughs> or just they generally they. And can I just say that these enneagram <laughs> childhood wound lists sound so traumatic. They, like, do. they do. They do. Yeah. This they is so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. This is not my experience. My I at no point felt abandoned. Well, maybe I felt right? abandoned, but right. I wasn't yeah. remotely totally. abandoned by my parents. But like one of the things that um. It took, it's so funny, Aaliyah. <laughs> I know I'm talking a lot, but a lot <laughs> of This is your type. This is your type. Yeah, I don't have kids, so go for it. It's so funny. It took me years of marriage for my wife to give me sort of perspective on my own life. Not to say like <laughs> your parents did something wrong, but like mm-hmm. your parents are extremely different than my parents and my friends' parents and any parents I've ever known in this way. Right. Mm. Yeah. And the way was primarily like my parents weren't all worked up about being with me all the time. Mm. Yeah. And also I was an only child. Right. Yeah. So that um that left me sort of like feeling alone a lot and feeling like I wasn't seen by others. Right. Um and I turned inward as a result. That's a four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have that, like, delayed realization of childhood? Because I literally, like, seriously, the childhood wounds thing was the thing I would say. I love the Enneagram, but the childhood wounds stuff is, like, a nonsense.
2: Mm-hmm. I think for I me, like, one it. of the things that I'd read when I had read those the childhood wounds stuff was that it was, like, this feeling of feeling different than their parents, like, misunderstood. So not – it wasn't just, like, you were abandoned, but it was, like, you didn't oh, – yeah. you couldn't relate to them completely. And I think – that was sort of more what I related to with my parents. Like I, My mom's a two yep. and so she's very like, I mean, she's like the trifecta of, uh, like she's, you know, Asian American and then she's a two and then she's a one. So she was very like helpful mm-hmm. and very kind of submissive and I mean, she just had all of this and I was like not that personality at all. And yeah. then, um, yeah, just, I, I think there was a part of me that I admired my parents but I didn't relate to them and I felt like they didn't get me you know it's just all of that so I think my abandonment wasn't I mean my parents were never you know they never abandoned me but I think we just went through so many things that that I felt always sort of alienated and the result was the same living Mm -hmm. in my imagination what about you
1: Bethany
0: (laughs) well I think I'm still kind of like where you were at where I'm like I don't know about this childhood wounds thing like (laughs) And and I I really don't know what to say about my own life. Maybe I'm just too young. Like, maybe I just need some years to figure it out. But I grew up in, like, a super healthy, loving home. Like, my dad's a family psychologist, and, like, he just, they raised us really well. We always felt safe and loved. And But, like, my dad's a five and my mom's a two. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm a five, and I have one. Or no, I'm a two. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? (laughs) No, (laughs) surprise. Uh, No, I am a two, and I have one brother, and he's a five. So I'm like, maybe that's just what happens when you just have like a secure, healthy home. Like you just copy your parents' enneagram numbers. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
1: one. I feel like someone needs to make like a childhood opposite of wounds. (laughs) Twist, <laughs> because as I think about it like there was definitely that aspect but also my parents like really encouraged me to like lean into myself right like yeah. they they didn't like they were really intentional about me being myself and about no like helping me understand that I don't know just I needed to I don't know be independent and uh have my own opinions and yeah. Mm-hmm. My Aesthetic parents were like that
2: too. Yeah. I definitely didn't feel stifled in those ways. So
1: Right.
0: <laughs> are you guys gonna answer the question of <laughs> which wound are you most likely giving
2: your kids? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well I was gonna go down
1: the list. <clears throat> you have to answer it too. Oh like, what
2: what we are giving our children? What we're yeah, inflicting
1: Bethany, on them? Bethany has <laughs> I to also do? answer. It. On your future I child. Have children. Your future. It's, but what's what might you give them so. yeah, okay what, how, what kind of parent are you going to be? I've so type,
0: literally never thought about <laughs> this in my
1: life. If you make them a type one, they'll feel heavily criticized, punished, or not oh good gosh. enough. Okay. Household okay. h- rules feel inconsistent. No. They, they began to be obsessed with being good or not making mistakes to avoid condemnation. That's not... That's not
0: I'm very consistent.
1: Me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that, at some point, we're gonna have to accept one of these. So um, this is yeah, this is hard. a really fun game of Russian roulette. But okay. Aaliyah, are you feeling anything? Well, I, I have
2: a six, so I know that he like the unpredictable, mm, the no yeah. safe plays. Mm. You know the instability. Like I know yeah. that that's like there, and so that it, when you read the childhood wounds, you're like, I'm the oh, worst no. parent. <laughs> like no. I've created yes. a six. You know. um, but I, but I do think, like, when I look at the fours, the negative part, I wasn't diagnosed with bipolar disorder until 2011, 2012. So he was already 11 years old by the time I was bi- diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was 11 years of, you know, being di- diagnosed with depression, but not, like, having language for the, the hypomanic phases that I had mm-hmm. and things like that. So he had this mom that was, like, really fun sometimes and kind of extreme and then all of a sudden, would be like depressed, and you know. Mm-hmm. So, I think that I mean that to me, I'm like that unpredictable nature, and all of those years makes a lot of sense um, wow, in yeah, how yeah. and it and it's like part of it's like he's this amazing person, and I wouldn't want to change any of that. But then there's this other part that I'm like, I made him a six, <laughs> you know, like Aww. and like there's like you know there's anxiety that comes with that per- that um, enneagram type, and there's. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's other parts. And so I'm like, I can see, you know, I can see those things. And then, um, with my older kids, I was, um, or with my other two, my other two kids, I was, um, on medication and having therapy and, you know, had a diagnosis and had a lot more help and support. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I see their personalities as being very different. Like they just, they weren't raised in the extremes as much. Um, and you know, for me with my oldest, a lot of those extremes were, like, extremely legalistic, like, when he was really little, like, extremely, extremely legalistic, mm-hmm. um, to being, like, very, very, like, hands-off and free, and, like, we're just going to do all the fun things, you know, so that that pendulum that swung, I can see, like, oh, my gosh, you know, totally makes sense. Um, yeah. But then with my older one, like, my other, not my older one, my other two, I don't know, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's been interesting to watch. I think my daughter's probably a four also mm-hmm. um wow. and then my little guy he's nine i don't know yet i'm hoping i don't have two fours but Man, this
1: is a fun game this. all the real enneagram people are like screaming right i know now. this is like <laughs> our listeners should definitely bring this up at a party <laughs> right or a cocktail some, yeah, party or your
0: kind. next family dinner for sure
1: well, yeah. I'm going to keep going cuz I really am Let's interested. Do it. I actually yeah. think I actually think three could happen. Like there is a sense in which I'm uh, I'm always having conversations with Atticus, like be good today, like do good oh, today. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I I constantly I'm catching I'm trying to catch myself but it's pretty like ingrained in me for some well, reason.
0: Well, that's a pretty good thing to tell your kids to do. <laughs> to be
1: good. It's yeah. true, but I feel like sometimes I don't know, like there's another message an, an inherent message there too that's like Yeah. Um, we'll love you more if you be good today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. I try not to do that, but um, we already talked about fours. I don't think I'm doing that. Fives, these children receive no meaningful interaction, emotion, or affection from caretakers. Oh my tickers. gosh. No, <laughs> like, this terrible. So extreme. Yeah. Sixes, uh, what you talked about, unpredictable situation with no place to go. Not really. Mm-mm. Sevens, these children were deprived of nurturing or it was too soon removed. Oh they handled- no, I will
0: not have a seven kid. They handled- if that's the <laughs> problem, they handled this
1: lack by searching for distractions. Um, I don't know, probably not. Eights, the, I got to find something. Eights, these children often <laughs> grew up in an unsafe oh, environment and had yeah. to mature way too soon. No. Eights uh, have
0: like all the trauma and stuff. They felt like they had to be strong to survive.
1: And then nines felt overlooked or neglected, mm-hmm. unimportant, or lost. Man, I guess three is the only one I remotely relate to. So that yeah. serves me right, huh? <laughs> Jeez.
0: Is the goal to, like, raise a child that, who just has no Enneagram number?
1: That's a great question. I think yes. It has to be, <laughs> but right?
0: A, I don't believe in that. I don't believe that there are people with no, no Enneagram No, there are, but number. also,
1: like, would, like, are there any perfect, moral, morally perfect people? But that's what you're shooting for. Yeah. So you would never raise a person to be, like, you know, kind of moral. You would raise a person to be <laughs> Yeah. perfectly moral and then when they fail you give them grace and that's fine and i think that you handle the enneagram the same way Mm -hmm. (laughs) there we cracked it oh my goodness i'm so
0: prepared to be a parent someday now
1: all right let's get to the really important stuff let's type people and things let's type office the office (laughs) characters Mm -hmm. characters from the office all right um all of, I can hear everyone typing the office character. I <laughs> know I'm what? like I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not, but uh-uh. Uh, was it All right. <laughs> well, I heard at least one other person doing it. Okay, it
2: was me.
1: Let's start with Michael Scott. I'm a little afraid right now. He is not a four. I just want to say is this. A he
0: is a four. not a four.
1: <laughs> there is no way.
2: I
0: think um, you have to be honest. I could. And
1: admit I could. It. I don't think, it, think he's I want to hear
0: your arguments, please. Okay.
1: Can I just talk about the episode I watched? yesterday (laughs) (laughs) called money in which he Uh declares bankruptcy (laughs) literally he's on the phone with his his um girlfriend and she's like why are you having money problems of course it's Mm -hmm. her fault but whatever and he literally runs out of the room yeah to a train to run away (laughs) this is a dude who acts what he feels in every moment, like mm-hmm. he is a hyper unhealthy four, but he is definitely. I don't a think he's he a four. Is, I think he, I think he
0: is yeah. actually really codependent too, which is like a super unhealthy four. Mm-hmm. Like he has zero mm-hmm. boundaries with people, and yep. like thinks that he's closer to everybody than he is. How many has? How many times has and- he
1: like tearfully confessed? some mm-hmm. life problem that has nothing to do with anyone <laughs> other than him to jim and pam yeah oh my gosh
2: totally. i don't want it to are be true are you convinced yet no it? i really i'm like adamantly <laughs> against that analysis okay what do you think i was? just i feel like he's not socially aware enough to be a four like yeah he's so he has zero idea <laughs> that people like don't like him and i'm like fours know when people don't like them like they but fully even know an unhealthy for i think? feel like unhealthy fours know I don't know. Maybe not. But I, I don't know. I feel like he's so image conscious in a way yes. that fours are very – I feel like fours are very socially aware
1: mm-hmm. of,
2: like, how they are fitting
1: or not fitting. And, like,
2: I don't think he is.
1: Well, what, would, what, what, what do you think he would be then? What's the yeah. counter argument? Oh,
2: I don't – I'm, I'm, I'm just going to read about to a that.
1: level – I'm going to read about a level six four real quick. All right. Okay. Gradually think that they are different from others and feel they're exempt from living as everyone else does. They become melancholy dreamers, disdainful, decadent, and sensual, living in a fantasy world. (laughs) Self-pity and envy of others leads to self-indulgence. And to becoming yeah. increasingly impractical, unproductive, mm-hmm. effete, <laughs> and precious. Oh, I
2: don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I'm going to need okay. my own therapy I session. I really do after think, this. I Th- think, closed, I think
1: self-awareness <clears throat> is... There's a difference between self-involvement and self-awareness, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And self-awareness is like very much the healthy side of Forbes. self Self-involvement is a mm-hmm. very different thing. I think we've yeah. seen that in ourselves. Like the more self-involved you are, the less self-aware you are. Yeah. So... Okay. I'm an, I'm a little traumatized, but I'm sorry. But know, I know the truth. This has been a journey I've been on for the last few months as I've rewatched I, the office. I feel like
2: I'm not there yet and I I don't know if I'll ever be, but I, I can kinda see your I can kinda see where you're coming from. I yeah. feel a little sick.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. It's it's, uh, uh, it's sad. It's rough. Yeah. What about Dwight? I'm a little stumped by Dwight.
0: I think that Dwight is a five. Yeah, I think really? he's, like, a five-wing six. Yeah.
2: Five-wing yeah. six makes sense, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he has that all this sense. knowledge, and he's insulating himself. And he has weird, specific hobbies. Right. That's true. And he's true. against, like, the normal culture, and yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's so true. I think okay, he's we a five-wing six. Yeah. So we don't think, yeah. one, he's very, like, rule-oriented.
2: No. No, I think that's part of his, his like, six,
1: the counterphobic kind of, like. Yeah. 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 His wings Because all the rules are, like, safety-oriented. Yeah. Or stability-oriented. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he might be a six-wing five, though. Yeah, or six-wing five. One of those. I can those. see it. Yeah. Because he's all about the community. He's all about the being loyal to the community. Yeah. Until he's suddenly mm. having a coup against Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. goes full counterphobic.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think he's, he's those two numbers in some combination. Yeah. yeah.
1: Agreed. All right, Pam, this feels easy because the Enea cast already gave it away.
0: Oh, what did they say? Two. I don't remember. Two. I could see her being a two or a nine. I could see her being a two or a six. Oh. I feel like with um her relationship with Roy, she just kind of like, that was like a very, well, nines or twos could do that. Just go along with it. Yeah. It's her whole heart isn't in it, but it's like she doesn't really want to rock the get, boat. go after what she wants. Right. So she's mm. just like, okay, even though he treats
1: her badly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, t- 9 is a good option for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Although she has like that artistic side that she goes to, right? So 2 goes to yeah. 4 in health, so oh, like maybe when yeah. she's healthy, like later in her relationship with paint. Uh, but I also Jen, think
0: cuz when when she gets like later in the seasons like more driven, she figures out what she wants to do and like gives herself a job title. That could be like a 9 going to 3. Yeah. In health. Uh,
2: good point. But it could also be a 2 going to 1 like
1: with a wing 1.
0: Oh, a two-wing one. Yeah,
1: yeah. She's, I don't know. Yeah. Wow, this is fun. Though, <laughs> yeah. um, Jim Halpert is a mystery to me personally.
2: Jim. I think he's a
1: nine-wing eight.
0: Yeah, what? I was gonna yeah. say nine. I think he's wow, a
2: nine, yeah, nine-wing eight.
0: It took him forever sure, to Richard, make a move if you were on Pam. Agree or not?
2: I mean, like him trying to flirt with Pam took days. I mean, I'm married to a nine-wing eight. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I feel like that makes sense to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I think every once in a while his eight comes out where he's like challenging (laughs) against certain things, you know, he'll get like
1: all. Well, the way that the way that I'm really glad I've been watching The Office lately because there's little things like the way that he um, sometimes when he wants to argue with Michael, but he just doesn't think it's worth Mm -hmm. it. Right. And he'll go, well, I don't think I want. And then he'll just walk away. (laughs) Like literally <laughs> mid sentence, that feels is just too
2: <laughs> much. Yeah,
1: that's like the that's like such a nine thing. It's hilarious. That's so
2: funny.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's talk about Toby.
0: <sighs> um.
1: Four, right? Oh, I just
0: no. yeah. No, why are all the like- worst people fours? You guys are terrible. <laughs> his like his wound is like literally being inflicted on him by the office. Oh my <laughs> like, god. By Michael Scott.
1: Yeah, Yeah. he's stuck in the annex all by himself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's so depressed. He is, he's depressed.
2: I don't know, I don't know if he's a four. I'm gonna resist everybody that's classified as a four. Okay, okay, (laughs) so if he's not a four, what is
1: he? Uh, I don't know, he could be. He's not a one. No, he could be a six. He could
2: be a six wing five. Oh, a six, yeah. Yeah. He's got like anxiety and he's all like, I don't know. He just seems all like shut in his little corner and. I don't
1: know. Mm -hmm. He could be a nine, actually. Yeah, like the apathetic. Imagine a nine nine in HR and you get Toby.
2: Yeah. And how (laughs) passive. I mean, so passive and apathetic, and like he never sticks up for himself ever. I feel like a four Mm -hmm. would stick up for themselves.
1: He's like, you really can't do that. In like some sort of way. Yeah.
0: Okay, he's a nine.
1: Okay, uh, Okay. let's talk about Kevin.
2: (laughs) I think Kevin's a four. What I do I think he's a four
0: I don't what want are you anyone to be a four about? But Kevin is he's a the four worst. Well I
2: i mean I will admit When I think I don't know
1: I feel like he's Probably a four are we talking about the same Person I no. don't think Kevin is a four no. Expressive Dramatic I think like it's underneath like
2: it's like It's like the festery What does Kevin Kevin's mean? a seven
1: he's constantly making Like dumb melancholy. jokes he's not melancholy <laughs> kevin has never been sad kevin yeah. is
0: oblivious yeah that's yeah, true. yeah. he's
1: oblivious
2: yeah he's, so you I think, think he's, he's a seven, seven wing, could be a seven eight.
1: yeah maybe. <laughs>
2: maybe
1: that's my opinion
2: <laughs> yeah that makes sense okay angela
1: uh, angela definitely is a one she's a, she's one. a one yeah yeah
0: absolutely hardcore yeah. one
1: yeah. one wing nine
0: Mm, I don't think she has any peacemaker in her. No.
1: Okay. Well, there's a lot of characters. I don't think I'm she's helpful either. In the
0: <laughs> so many. Can that's we do true. Creed?
1: Well, oh, yeah, gosh. we got to do the good ones. So Ryan and Creed, I definitely want to do. <clears> yeah. Let's Ryan's do Creed. a three. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. Ryan's. Yeah, Ryan's, Ryan's a, three a three for three. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, maybe three wing four. Yeah. Right. That's what I think. Right. Yes. Yep. I agree. Yep. Yeah. He doesn't want to help he, people. Definitely not. I He's the Caitlin Beatty of the office. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Creed is four, right?
2: Oh, I thought he was a six. Weird. Yeah, no.
1: Creed's
0: not a four. Right? He's
2: like a, a six-winged. Six
1: a six cares about other people and is part of communities <laughs> and organizations. But he keeps Creed showing is up. Is a literal mercenary.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe a five-wing six. Like he's unhealthy and he's got all that weird paranoia and anxiety. Like he's all like up in his own I don't little... even
0: know what to say about Creed I can right see now. him like
1: I am shocked in a by bunker. how little consensus we're reaching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like these are fictional characters and we're trying to get at their deepest fears and motivations. Almost, but not really. Weird. All right,
1: Stanley is easy, right?
0: Stanley's an eight.
1: What?
2: What? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're like he's like I do so my dumb. own thing. We're getting this nowhere. Is getting, this is getting stupid. <laughs> okay, super what do you dumb. think, All right.
1: is? Uh, Kelly? What about Kelly? I
2: think Kelly's a four-wing three.
1: <laughs>
0: I know everyone is a like a nine or four on the show. I don't know. I think Kelly's like a. Mm,
2: she's definitely in the feeling triad. I mean, she's temperamental. She's dramatic. She's self-absorbed. At, yeah. Like with a three wing, she's like prone to being successful. And the only yeah. thing that makes me curious about her is that typically fours don't like what everybody else likes. Like mm. the whole popular, yeah. you know, what, what is popular to everybody. But I don't know. That could be the three wing. I feel like she's, she's, but if you look at there, her in that, that
1: office context, she's, she still stands out even in that sense. Right. Like, yeah. Um, just being like the young <clears> throat> <hip> throat> person in the office space, like in, in Scranton, She's pretty. She's like the hipster of Right, Spain. totally. I I think you're right. I think she's a 4-wing 3.
0: Yeah. Why are there so many fours on this? I don't show? know. It's
1: the worst. That's cra- the no what <laughs> that is the recipe for a cringe comedy. That is. is just yeah. Oh my gosh. A bunch of fours Ugh, in a room. It's the worst together. It is. Wow. That's and you know what? I will say this. I've been in office situations that have confirmed that. <laughs> mm. Uh, anyway, hey, let's go to our next segment. It's called. <laughs> Can we make enneagram slang happen?
0: That is the question. Uh-huh.
1: What do you guys think? Do you? Does anyone have one they want to use? Because I have one from a, a user submitted enneagram. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what that is. Uh, all right. You ready? I'm ready. Yep. Enneafam. Yeah, it was. This it is was amazing. Katie
2: Pie.
1: Katie Pie. Anya uh, Fam has to happen because yeah, because this is a real thing. Those people you know and love in your life mm-hmm. that you feel safe to talk about the enneagram <laughs> with
0: obsessively, obsessively. Yeah. That's an important element. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Are we good with that? We're gonna make it. i good We're gonna
0: make it happen. I'm, <laughs> it. Make it happen. I'm turning my whole like office into my Anya Fam.
1: And can we call our listeners Anya Fam?
2: Heck well, yeah. not if they're ones and they leave really critical ratings.
1: Yeah. Well, they're not listening. You listeners. know what? <laughs> <laughs> not We've anymore. lost them
2: already.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Unless they're just really fascinated by what They were, we're
0: like, oh, you're they're horrified. going to do what? <laughs> I can't listen to that's this. That's not how you use it. <laughs> no. I have oh, a man. friend
1: that's a one and also is an Enneagram like coach or whatever. Yeah. Um, is like certified. And I just immediately started off the conversation with, I feel like I owe you an apology. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> for like doing the show and he was like what are you talking about? Yeah. He's a very healthy one. And oh, then I that's told good, him about good. I told him about the review and how I just mapped that onto every like enneagram <laughs> expert ever. <laughs> And I said it was definitely a one though because, and then I explained the heart emoji at the end, right. Like uh-huh. And he said, the "Oh yeah, that formation. is definitely a yeah. one."
0: Right, right. Anyone who it. would
1: like say a lot of mean things, not be able to restrain themselves, yeah. Bring up then, Larry
0: and, then, and put
2: a heart at emoji. And put
1: a heart. Yeah. I know we've talked <laughs> yeah. about this like too many times on the show. But... <laughs> it
2: feels
1: like a deep wound, like maybe a childhood <laughs> wound. It is. Uh, it's wound kind of. it's it was my a childhood wound. <laughs> Yeah. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We made Enneagram slang happen. Awesome. Yeah, so, we did. Uh, yeah, everybody. Uh, yeah, Ennea fam. Go yeah, out and like tweet, it. tweet that tweet, joke.
2: Tweeting
1: it. Yep. Um, Believe you, Ennea thought. That's our next. <laughs> <sighs>
2: Ennea
1: thought. Oh, Ennea thought. I have a good one. It's from today. All right.
0: Yeah, I have a good one from today too.
1: I think everyone started to be really mad today. They were
0: it. positive and encouraging for a while, any like aggra- the last couple days.
1: Yeah. Any thoughts have this habit of asking uh, uh, rhetorical questions that sound like you are the dumbest so person. So passive-aggressive. no. Yeah. <laughs> right. So here's mine. What would yeah. happen if you stopped trying to understand yourself today? Would your world fall apart?
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Mine's the same formula. What is it? What would happen if you stopped striving to be loved and appreciated today? Would your world fall apart? Like, no. no it would, And no, I it don't fall,
1: think that it would. When did we ever
0: say
2: that?
1: Who
0: thinks that? <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, can and, I just point out that mine is an actual good thing to do? Why would I stop understanding myself? Here's right? the That's the whole point
0: of the Enneagram is to understand yourself.
1: Exactly. What, maybe I just need to delete this stupid
2: Newsletter. Okay, <laughs> anyway, but what enneagram number is anya thought?
1: <laughs> oh. Uh, we haven't uh, asked this question yet. I think it's enneagram number party penguin
0: <laughs> which is obviously a 1. Oh my Sadness.
2: god.
1: <laughs> um, a- Aliyah, do you have any that you There have was one. The it look?
2: was like, oh, let me see if I can find it. Hold on, I wrote it down. Oh, here. It was an old one, it, and I, it was general insight for reflection. One way to work on yourself is by being present in the body. Another way is by expanding the heart. A third way is by quieting the mind. The wise person finds a way to work on all three at the same time. Oh, oh my I was gosh. like, what in the world is happening? Why
0: am I subscribed okay. to this? I think yeah, that was. Sure. Easy. I'll just do that. Yeah, when you're easy. older,
1: when you're older, you'll finally figure out <laughs> how to just like juggle.
2: Here's the way to do all of these things. <laughs>
1: Wait, what oh
0: is it? Quieting your mind? Yeah, quieting
2: the mind. A third way is by quieting the mind. What are the other two
1: ways? Uh, Something about your body.
2: Expanding the heart. Expanding the quieting heart. Quieting the mind.
1: And
0: being present in the body. Present in the body. What even? I, I don't know.
1: Well, this has been Bleep You in the Adults.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, let's do our next segment. It's called Let's tell every number how to parent their kids. Oh,
0: this is dangerous! I'm especially qualified. For I this. think what
1: we'll do is a round robin. Yeah. Oh no! Terrifying. Or maybe we Are you should do. Make me do this. No, but Bethany, why don't you host this segment and we'll okay. alternate? Because we both have a lot of ad- advice. <laughs> To give, yeah, I, I'm extremely wise give. in this area.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, I will give advice even when I'm
1: not qualified to yes. do so. Just, Just use your experience really with helpful. your dog Rocky and
2: my dog. There. I actually get have uh, gotten really good parenting advice sometimes from people that aren't parents because they have an outside perspective. So good, I point. wouldn't discount it. Okay, okay, Bethany,
1: do you want to play? Great. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> All right. Well let's start with Aaliyah at one. Aaliyah, what do you think? Oh,
2: um so they're like the perfectionist, the achiever, critical. Yeah. Um I would say maybe like just realizing that there's more than one way to do things, like there's more than one way to fold towels, or there's more than one way to write a paper, or um you know, so that, that their kids can express themselves, maybe? Uh, I think good. ones tend to be maybe a little bit more restrictive in that. So embracing maybe whimsy and some spontaneity and imperfection sometimes. Letting the house get dirty, like to do a craft or something. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I'm gonna so I'm gonna suggest improv for enneagram ones. Ooh yeah. Because improv improv is gonna help you parent because you have to yes and every dang stupid thing your kid <laughs> does. Yes. Seriously, I had someone tell me one time they applied improv rules to parenting, and I was like, "What a terrible idea!" Wait, that's brilliant because <laughs> if you can yes and them into what you want, yeah. they are they're always happy. Like that makes sense. Today can I was so proud of my wife. <laughs> today I was like. Atticus get To the bathroom to brush your teeth Right now one two three Doing that one, count to three uh-huh. thing And he's just staring at me like <laughs> I don't want to And Jennifer was like He likes to see how fast he can get there If you count upwards <laughs> So oh we were gosh. like Let's see how fast you can get the Literally yeah, his whole totally. <laughs> disposition Changed and he was like you tricked Booking him. it he yeah. was Booking it to the bathroom He made it in five it was awesome
2: wow That's awesome record to beat for next time
1: yep all right i want to go next for go twos. next for twos
0: okay this is probably the only one i have an actual idea for but mm-hmm. if you're a two parent uh just try not to like emotionally need your children like make sure that you're getting your needs met from other sources mm-hmm. besides your kids yeah
1: yeah, and I should, this is a good time to mention that all of this advice is good for everyone.
0: Right, <laughs> right. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because I can definitely, uh, I feel like I should live up to that as well. Um, <laughs> right. Enneagram threes. Yeah, your kid, this is similar maybe, but like your kid is not going to make you proud all the time. They're going to make you look like a failure So you have to get used to looking – you have to get used to looking like a failure. Yeah. that's good. And I would even say, like, just uh, make that a discipline. Make that a discipline, like, just tell your kid it doesn't matter what you look like outside of the house, but that they just need to, like, I don't know, do the right thing anyway.
2: I think also for threes, like, modeling their own failure, like, being Mm -hmm. willing to say, I I messed this up and, like, I need forgiveness and – I don't know. Like I think that's an important part aspect for their kids to be able to see them fail. Yep. As well.
1: Yep. Good point. Yeah. Okay. What I just got a text message that says, "Hey, try not to laugh so loud." Flannery woke up. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's my parenting advice for threes as well. Uh, <laughs> don't laugh so loud. <laughs> don't laugh so loud when you're recording oh, your sad. Instagram podcast. Um, Aaliyah, what about? number four.
2: Oh, this is this is the hard one right um i mean i think stability is really big for fours and like you were saying with the two that unhealthy two yeah, part yeah. of needing your kids too much i think mm-hmm. um having boundaries with like i think we're so expressive and we're so creative and we have so many feelings that sometimes it can overwhelm our kids like they could feel responsible for them um yep. and so i think knowing those boundaries of health like to not load all of that on our children mm-hmm. um, especially when we're not feeling as happy or yeah
1: I don't know totally that's good yeah uh oh is it my turn your turn five
0: sweet I have a five parent so um
1: how would you how should they how do you wish they'd parented you oh gosh (laughs) I'm just kidding how did they parent you well
0: (coughs) okay there's no way to say anything without it sounding like I'm subtweeting my dad (laughs) (laughs) love you dad (laughs) Um, he can come on the podcast later and defend himself. And he will. Yeah. But, I mean, fives probably need to, like, emotionally engage with their children more. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, like, tell them you love them more than you probably are comfortable with or think you need to. Right.
1: Cool. Sixes. Um, My wife is a six, so I can speak to this. Let them freaking play at the playground. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're not
0: going to die quit telling
1: them to be careful because every time you tell them to be careful they they think oh wait am i about to get hurt and that's Mm -hmm. not what the that's not like the ongoing message you want to put in their head right um sixes are awesome but that's a thing they do that i don't like yeah sevens
2: sevens are like the fun parents that do all the stuff but i think that for some Mm -hmm. kids like all of that positivity could maybe make them feel unseen or unheard if they're not. Like if they are mm-hmm. going through something rough, I think I've seen seven parents that sometimes are like, it's all going to work out. And I'm like, oh gosh, that kid is like need somebody to sit there with. They need a four to sit there with them in their pain. Um, but then also just like maybe slowing down, like they're not probably great with the mundane ordinary. So maybe slowing down, staying home sometimes. Like, I don't know. I, could, I, I feel like if I had a seven parent, I would be exhausted.
1: Uh, Bethany. Eight. eights
0: um eights I feel like I always say the same thing for eights, which is like be vulnerable <laughs> like <laughs> lean into your uh nurturing and vulnerable side because eights can be extremely nurturing, yeah um so yeah,
1: cool nines um well, I don't even know to be honest um I don't you guys help me be out engaged. with engaged yeah be engaged be yeah, that, yeah yeah be present be engaged, oh. Uh yeah I don't know being yeah. my mom's a nine so I feel as awkward as you did. <laughs> well but my you husband's have to do a do it nine I did it. But let me tell you a very real thing that I think my mom and I have probably talked about and are aware of at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Fours are very uh, out of sight out of mind. Aaliyah do you get that sometimes? Yeah. Um and nines are very I'm not gonna call like they'll call me if they want to and my wife my wife. My mom and I, like, literally never talk on the phone, almost ever. Um, we FaceTime sometimes with the kids, but, like, we call when there's something to talk about, like, the trip coming up or something. We love each other very much, and we're extremely present, and we have a lot of great conversations in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she lives across the country, and uh, I, it makes me really sad, to be honest, because... Because I feel really guilty. I feel a lot of shame about it. And I'm sure my mom feels a lot of like ambivalence about it, right? Like in terms of like whether she should reach out or not. Yeah. This is really sad. I know. It's, it's. I'm sorry it got really deep. but <laughs> And my okay. mom will listen to this too. That's the other yeah. thing about it. I'm, I um, mean, I, so nice. I'll travel
2: and stuff and I will forget to like call my family the whole time I'm gone. But then I, on my way home, like I'm dying to see them. And I love being home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, it's my favorite yep. place. But my husband's a nine, and I think he kind of, yeah, he tends to be apathetic, but I think he also tends to sort of get his feelings hurt because I'll be like, I'm gone, and then I never touch base, and he's like, remember me? And I'm like, of course, you're like my favorite (laughs) person in the world. Uh But also, I didn't call you for four days.
1: (laughs) Yep. So. Totally, totally, that's the way it is. So my Mm -hmm. advice to nine parents is, when your k- kids are, like, away from home, call them. <laughs> and when they are in home, like, actively seek them out. They probably want to yeah. spend time with you. Yeah. Cool. My mom played wow. Uno with me a lot when I was a kid, and it was awesome. <laughs> Some of the best memories I have are my mom playing Uno with <laughs> I me. I love it.
2: That's awesome.
1: awesome. Uh, wow, we
0: just made so many people better parents. We did. <laughs> we, we sure Changing did. Changing the world. <laughs> yeah, we are.
1: Um, we have no time left but i'm gonna do life mm-hmm. advice anyway because last time we blew off life advice i just regretted yeah. it so yeah um Aaliyah, what's something you need help, help with <laughs> bethany and i <laughs> because we are not me? enneagram experts <laughs> yep for some reason we will help you with that through the lens of the enneagram okay
2: yes. all right that's good let's see what do i need help with so i'm i'm in the process of gathering endorsements and for, for my book. And I oh, have man. no three wing. So I have like mm, almost no success neither. drive. Like almost Same. just none. Yeah. And it's hard for me because I'm like, I don't necessarily want like the most, I mean, I, that's the four. Like I don't really want the most famous person. Mm, I want like mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. deep, meaningful connections to me. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I'm trying to figure out like, how do I, how do I navigate that part? Like, do I stay true to kind of my own... I don't know. It was a big thread on Twitter. Where we were talking about it because I'm like, I want people that I value and I value their opinion. But a lot of the people that I really value <laughs> their opinion, like, are the really authentic in my mind. People that are really authentic who also have just itty bitty little, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know.
1: So I don't know. I'm. What is your? Um, what are the professionals telling you?
2: I haven't gotten the list from them, but I'm thinking they're gonna be all like New York Times best-selling authors, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, the bigger, the more more famous, the the wider name recognition better and I like there are some people that I totally respect that that fall into that sphere and that might be willing to endorse me but it's just it's an interesting tension because as it gets from the writing stage to the marketing stage I have almost no I have zero marketing savvy and I also have almost no interest in like I want my book to help people and I I think it you know could do good in the world but I also I'm like I just need a little three wing yeah. To like get this thing to take off, and I just don't have it. So I can be your little
1: three wing. Right <laughs> yeah, little
0: Richard three can wing. help you. Uh,
1: yeah, I this cannot. is definitely the big difference between us because <clears throat> mm-hmm. I I don't have an issue with this. I'm like, can I get Al Mohler? Can he do it? <laughs> um, Beth Moore will she do it? Um, yeah, Russell Moore.
0: Russell, Moore, Russell. Hey. Any, of um, any of the Moors.
1: Any of the Moors. So my first <laughs> advice to you is email all the Moors. Uh, <laughs> that's a no brainer. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, my That's thing so is funny. there there's like you've done the book, you've done the work, you've right. done the authenticity thing. Yeah. Um, and now you you really do like need to listen to other people yeah. help you with the thing you're not you don't excel at. Right unfortunately authors are tasked with that other yeah. piece and that's going to just be, it's going to be like if I were asked to like do accounting or something. <laughs> right. Like, that's how it feels. Oh. I'm like,
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. But can I say this? <laughs> um, if I were tasked with doing accounting, I would immediately figure out who can I pass this on to. Right. That actually knows <laughs> how to do it. And like, wants to do it and that is ultimately my advice to you yeah as much as you can whether it's formal or informal delegate that crap which is to say Mm -hmm. ask people who should endorse your book ask them for their emails ask them to introduce you to them yeah uh, that makes sense and let those people do a lot of the heavy lifting lifting as much as possible
2: yeah
1: that's
0: good advice yeah i second that (laughs) because i don't know what else to say
1: (laughs) sounds good that sounds good How do we end the show? I've forgotten. Oh, that's. Uh, I guess we just have to fade out.
2: You ended song.
0: Bye. (laughs) (laughs) No, we say thank you. Uh, I wish we ended
1: like the Gilmore Guys podcast and we just sang sang that song. What's that song called? The. I don't yeah. know. Lean on me no. when you're not. No, that's not it. No, no. Wait,
0: is it just the Gilmore Girls theme song? Where that you thing? lead.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I will, I will follow. Let's yeah. <laughs> a turn. anywhere <laughs> that you tell me to. And you need, need me to be with you. I will, I will follow, follow <laughs> where, you where you lead. lead. <laughs> Oh Perfect. <laughs> wow, that was, the best. that was really that was good. The best. Yeah. That was awesome. This has been No Chill Enneagram. It is hosted and produced by Richard Clark and Bethany Perkins. Edited by Richard Clark. Theme music is Max Flashback by Lee Rosavier. We want to hear from you. If you're an Enneagram number nine, four, two, or seven, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. If you are a 6, please only do this if you trust us. If you are an 8 or a 1, please do not leave us a review on iTunes. But you can feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, where we'd love to be challenged by you or hear from your overflowing inner critic. Our Twitter handle is at NoChillEniopod. That's at NoChillEniopod. Enneagram number 5 please include us in your next exhaustive list of hilarious podcasts. And threes, you can just give us credit after we inspire you to do whatever amazing thing you're going to do next. If you're a number one through nine and you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast wherever podcasts are subscribable.